Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. Tonight, God is going to open some people's eyes tonight. That's what I really believe. I believe if you want your eyes to be open, say, God, open my eyes. Say, open my eyes, Lord. Come on, shout out. Say, open my eyes, Lord. I need you to pull this word. Say, open my eyes, Lord. Are you willing to leave religion for relationship? Are you willing to leave the mundane things of coming to church and raising your hands and going back and living in sin? Are you willing to break the cycle tonight and say, God, I don't want religion, but I want to know you. Are you willing to leave what you thought you knew for what you have no idea about? God is in the business tonight, church. Of taking us to a place we don't know, but it's going to demand that you have extraordinary faith. It's going to demand that you venture off to a place that you don't know where you're going, but you have faith in order to get there. If you need the faith, say, I need the faith, God. So we find this in the scripture, and I want to just hurry it along here. We find in the scripture, Abraham is so obedient that Abraham decides to leave, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to the place that God has shown me. So he, what he does, he goes and tells his father and his mother. He says, Mom, Dad, God has spoken to me, and he told me he's going to show me a place. So I'm leaving you, and I'm going to a place. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Moise, for backing me up. Just give me one second. I couldn't even appreciate this young man. He just joined our church. Incredible, incredible gift. Come on, you can do it better. We love you so much. Incredible gift. I'll call you back in a second, all right? If he plays, man, I will be in a different realm. And so I, I want to get some foundation and then he can come back, then we'll fly. Is that all right, church? And, and so uh, we find this scripture and, and Abraham is in the process of leaving what he's known to a place that he doesn't know. He takes his wife, he takes his nephew Lot, and he leaves. He says, I'm going to this place, God. I've not heard of it. I've not seen it yet, but I believe that you will take me. When we started this church, we started with 12 people in a classroom. And God said, I am going to blow you up, and not just you, but the ministry up in such a way that you, we wouldn't be able to avoid what God is going to do in this place. But it took us looking and saying, God, we don't know where you're taking us, but we have faith to believe it. You're sitting in your classroom right now thinking that, man, I'm never going to graduate. I just want to tell you something. Just have a little faith. You'll make it. I'm talking to the students tonight. Have a little faith, you'll make it. I remember sitting in my second year thinking, good, good Lord, I'm never going to graduate. Two years more, God, two years of my life. How am I ever going to make it out of this institution? But God has been so faithful. I want to let you know that life is in stages. Life is in phases. And enjoy every phase because there's a lesson in it. All right? Somebody say amen. amen. So we find this scripture. I want to get to a place. I just want to build a good foundation. We get to this scripture, and Abraham leaves his father and his mother. Uh, he goes through Egypt. There's a lot that's happening in the scripture. I just want to paraphrase it. God begins to, you know, uh, speak to him. God is speaking to him. God is speaking to him. If you go to verses 12, uh, chapter 12, uh, you'll see, or uh, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 13, verses, uh, uh, you know, 9, you'll see that God is speaking to Abraham. God is speaking to him. He's developing, uh, you know, different monuments. He's building altars wherever he's going. God is speaking to him. And then we find ourselves in Genesis 13, verses 5. 
And as he's on his road to the place that God is promising him, a promise that God has given him, we find this scripture. I'm just going to say it in passing, but I believe that it's important for us to note this. The Bible would say it in verses 5, says, Now Lot, who was traveling with Abraham, remember that Lot was Abraham's nephew. It says, Now Lot, who was traveling with Abraham, was also very wealthy with sheep, cattle, and many tents. And the Bible says this, But the land could not support both Abraham and Lot, with all their flocks and herds living so closely together. There were so many animals uh, for the available pasture land. Uh, and then it goes on and on and on and on. I, I just want to take this in passing and just minister to somebody. I believe that God just wanted me to stop here for one person in this room to tell you this. That there are some things uh, that God wants to do in your life, uh, but he demands that some people must leave your life. Now, understand the scripture. I told you, don't forget about Lot, right? Because there was nothing wrong with Lot. Understand this. Lot is not bad, but Lot has to go. Can you let go of a good thing? Lot's not bad, but he has to go. You see, the thing about it is that they were both wealthy, but the, the Bible says the land could not support the both of them. The land could not support the both of them. It, it, I know you all want to be powerful on one block, but God needs us to spread out a little bit. You see, God needs, he doesn't need all the millionaires in one place. He needs you to know millionaires in other places. In fact, you should be dreaming, wake up, up, up in the morning and say, hey, you need to go to Dubai today. You need to go to Tokyo today because I need to have foreign partners in different places. I prophesy that over you. Look at your circle right now and begin to prophesy places of destination. Begin to prophesy, hey, in the next eight years, you're going to be in Dubai. In the next 10 years, you're going to be in Tokyo. In the next 10 years, you're going to be in South Africa. In the next 10 years, you're going to be in UK. Begin to prophesy that the wealth and your networks be spread across the earth. Lot is not bad, but Lot has to go. Lot has to go. Lot has to go. Somebody say, Lot is not bad. But Lot needs to go. Now, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why Lot needs to go. I'm going to break it down and I'll be out of your way tonight. I'll tell you why Lot needs to go. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 13, verses 14. Genesis chapter 13, verses 14. As we're turning there, recall this in the scripture that every time God had been speaking to Abraham, God had been telling Abraham, uh, this is what I'm going to do through you. I'm going to make your descendants great. I'm going to do incredible things. But God had never shown Abraham anything. He'd only spoken to Abraham. But he had never, or Abraham at the time, but he had never actually told him, Abraham, look, because this is what I'm going to do through you. The Bible says it in Genesis 13, verses 14. I'm going to read till verses 17. The Bible says this, that after Lot was gone. In fact, let's read this together. One, two, three, and go. Let's, let's all read it together. One, two, three, and go. Move on. You better receive that prophecy. God is about to give you everything that your eyes can see. Come on. Verses 16, go on and say. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm 
Does anybody receive? This is a prophecy from the word. This is what God is saying about you. That wherever your eyes can see, God is giving you that place. He's going to make your descendants as the sand. He's going to give you all the things that your hearts desire. Come on, somebody say, I receive that. Say, I receive that. Or you're sleeping on me tonight. Say, I receive that. I love that God is saying, Abram. I need you to now look in every direction because I want you to see where I'm taking you. But understand, like I said before, that God had never told Abraham to look with his eyes until Lot had left. He had never told Abraham. He had only spoken to Abraham, Brother Popo. It's good to see you tonight. He had never, ever, ever told Abraham or Abraham at the time, open your eyes and look. He had only told Abraham or Abraham. I'm going to keep messing these up. He had only told Abraham. He had only told Abraham, here, this is what I want to say to you. Open your ears. Let me speak to you. Let me speak to you. But this is the first time in scripture that he actually said, open your eyes because I want to show you something. Understand this. There are some things you will only be able to see when people leave your life. There's some, you will only be able to see some things when people leave your life. I, I was just recalled, uh, you know, I was talking to one of my friends before I came into this service. And, you know, we were really good friends in high school. And he's an amazing guy. He's a filmmaker. You know, he lives in Toronto. He's doing well. He has all these things that he's doing. But when he was in Ottawa, uh, it's safe to say he was a really bad influence on my life. Anybody have one of those friends? I know you won't admit it. But you have some of those friends because they may be here. Maybe, maybe not. You have some of those friends that, you know, you love them, but they're not the best influence in your life. I don't know. Let anybody can be real here. You, have, you had a friend. Let's say you had a friend. You had a friend. Had a friend. You know. I love this guy. He was a great guy. He was creative. I mean, he was fashionable. He was like three years older than me. Cool guy. I was in high school. He was in university. Really, really dope guy. Filmmaker. I love what he did. But he was a terrible influence on me. I mean, terrible. Like, terrible. Like, he, oh my goodness. If I tell you some of the stuff this guy made me do, like, peer pressure times 100. I mean, it, it literally, like, it was like, Ruel, would you do this? I'm like, nah, I don't want to do this. Like, you know you want to do this. I'm like, no, but I don't do it. Okay. We don't, like, literally, like, he bodied me into so much bad stuff just because I thought he was cool. And this whole time, it's so funny because we'd be sitting down and we'd be doing all this stuff. We'd be smoking or whatever. And he'd be telling me, he's like, Yo, you know, you're a great guy, right? Like, there's so much in you. And he's like prophesying to me and we're high. You know what I mean? Like, he's pro like we have red eyes and he's prophesying to me. And I'm like, I don't know if this is the weed or if this is, if this is the spirit, but whatever it is, I'll receive it, you know. <laughs> and he's telling me literally, he's like, yo, you're just a great guy. You're a leader. You're going to do so much great things. And the funny thing about it is that he was a great guy and I loved having him around, but I would never be able to see the potential of that statement unless he left. For as long as he was around me, it doesn't matter how high I went, his influence in my life would always pull me back. There are some ties, take two fingers like this, you have to snip them off. You got, someone say cut it. You got to snip, <laughs> you got to snip some relationships off. You have to take some people that are weighing you down and tell them, hey, I'm so sorry. You have to stay here because I'm going a little higher. I, you, you, I don't want to do it, but my calling gives me no choice but to leave you down here. I, I don't want to do it, but the vision that God wants to show me, if you don't leave, he'll never tell me to look. Oh, God. If you don't leave, he'll never tell me to open my eyes. He will only speak to me, but he will never tell me to look in this direction. Listen, God wants you to see some things, but your vision is impaired right now because people are blocking the way. 
People are blocking the way. There's some things that God wants to tell you, but there's some lots that must go. Somebody say, lot must go. Somebody say, lot must go. If you need a sermon title, the sermon title tonight is Lot Must Go. Lot Must Go. That's it. Lot Must Go. Now, I want to break this down so that you understand it. That you understand that there are some secrets that God can't tell you until people leave you. There's some, there's some things that God wants to reveal to you. Uh, it wasn't until this friend, we'll call him John. Uh, this wasn't until John uh, had left, not this John, you know, but it wasn't until that John had left my life that God began to speak to me about my calling. And it's so interesting, Pastor Ryan, that as he was still in my life, I don't think you've ever met him, but as he was still in my life, I would come to him and I'd be like, I feel that, you know, I feel that my religion, like, I just have to take it more serious. And he'd be like, what do you mean? You don't got to take that serious. Like, I'm religious too. You don't got to take that serious. And it's funny because he always saw the potential in me, but until he left, I would never be able to see the true calling in me. There's something different. I don't want people to tell me you have potential to be great. No. Potential is great. It's amazing. But I want people to say, listen, I see the potential, but I believe God is going to bring you there. I need something to be real. I don't need you. Don't tell me that I'm cute. Don't tell me that I have potential. Tell me this is what God is going to do through me. Don't tell me I have the potential to be a great man. No, no, no. Tell me that you will be a great man. I prophesy you will be a great person. You will be a great man. You will be a great woman. You will be a great man in this life. You will be a great woman in this life. No demon will take you off, but you will make it in this life. If you believe it, say, I believe it. Give God a good praise right there. Why does Lot have to go? Someone's like, I don't understand. Like, what is Pastor talking about today? Why does Lot have to go? I want to explain this to you. What does Lot represent? Number one, Lot represents, number one, if you're taking notes, he represents the possibility of a successor for Abraham. The possibility of a successor. Lot, if we can say this, was a maybe option for Abraham. Understand this. Sarah's womb was locked. She couldn't have a child. Abraham was promised that he would have all these descendants. So he's thinking, if I bring Lot with me as my nephew, then maybe I can help God in the fulfillment of the vision. He's thinking that if I bring Lot, then that means that I don't have to look for any of my sermons, servants. I will just look for my relative. But Lot has to go because God doesn't need help. Who am I talking to tonight? God doesn't need help. He doesn't, you don't have to help God with your vision. I feel like I'm teaching tonight. You don't, God doesn't need you to help him. All he needs you to do is to be found in a place where you can see. He doesn't need you to help him. Abraham's thinking, I'm going to take Lot, please. Lot, he's the one that I love. Lot, he's my nephew. Please sit down. Lot, he's the one that I know that if I'm to die today, he will take care of everything. Thank God that Lot had exactly what Abraham had to the point where he had to split. There are some relationships that will split and it will be on good terms and be okay with it. Not every relationship has to break and be bitter. There's some relationship God divinely cuts and orchestrates that it's fine and you leave and it's all right. You'll see them. Hey, God bless you, sister. Hey, you didn't marry me. It's all right. Bless you. You don't want to be with me? It's all right. I don't need to bring a maybe option when God is trying to show me something. I don't need a maybe. 
I don't need a maybe. I don't need a maybe. I don't need an option. God has something for me and it's called priority. He has something for me and the moment I can be in a place to see it, he will give it to me. He doesn't need my help. All he needs are my eyes. Oh, come on. Please have a seat. Give God a praise. Jesus. Many of us take plans and people on assignments that don't have either of their names on it. (laughs) If you read the scripture, God spoke to Abram to take him and his wife. Nowhere did God say, and bring Lot. Or am I crazy? No, we read it together. Nowhere in the scripture did it say, and as you're leaving, please bring your nephew with you. No. Abram thought it necessary. He thought it necessary. See, the things that are necessary to you are not necessary to God. The things that you think God needs in the recipe of your success, he doesn't need. They're actually excess. That God needs them to be cut off. Because if you bring lot, that means that in the recipe of the miracle, you have a place in it. And his glory he shares with no one. So he can have you in the recipe of the miracle. He has to, a miracle is not a miracle if you had an option in it. A miracle is a miracle when there were no options, when there, there was no other choice, there was no, there was no other thing. God just came in the nick of time and he stepped into the day and the miracle was a miracle. Somebody say, God, give me a miracle. So the Bible then goes on to say, as we read it before, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west, I'm giving this land as far as you can see to you and to your descendants. Someone say, I receive that. It says, as permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants like the dust of the earth. They cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. Uh, a second reason why Lot must go. Second reason why Lot must go. Write this down. The second reason is this. That in actuality, in, the, in Hebrew, the name Lot actually means veil. It means covering. You know what they wear when they're, you know, people are getting married, they wear a veil. They cover it so you can't see their faces. His name in the Hebrew means veil. So in actuality, what God is really saying is, in order for you to be able to see what you need to see, Lot must go because Lot is a veil. Lot is a covering. What does a covering do? A covering covers your eyes and makes it difficult for you to be able to have vision. So there are some people around you, people that you know, that are literally sitting on your vision because some of them, their only purpose was to make sure that you wouldn't see what God wants you to see. Because if they saw what God wanted you to see, there'd be no place for, their, for them because there were an option. So God has to cut them off and God has to take them out. And I've, I've come to tell you something tonight. If you can receive it and if you can prophesy this and if you can declare this, you have to understand that you must rip off the veil if you want to have a view. You must rip off the veil if you want to have a view. If you want to be able to see what God wants you to see, You must be able to get rid of the lot that covers your eyes. Because what God wants you to do, remember I said at the beginning that God is trying to take you to a place where you can see something. 
You cannot see very well if you have a veil. So God needs you to rip off the veil. Repeat after me. Say, I am ripping off the veil. Come on, say, I am ripping off the veil. I am ripping off the veil. Surprisingly, the first time that God tells Abraham to look and apply vision is after the veil is removed. God is trying to show you something tonight. He's trying to bring you to a place, but the lot must go. And this is where we find ourselves in our anchor scripture as I conclude tonight. And it's found in Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. This was all just an introduction to get you to the place where you'll understand and you'll appreciate this scripture. The Bible says this, Now some time later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? That lets you know that he was really looking at Lot to be his successor. Uh, what, he never said that when God was speaking to him back then. But the moment Lot had left, he's now saying, God, how can you bless me when there are no options? How can you bless me when I'm not in the, in the, in the equation? How, how can you bless me, God, when you, when you haven't shown me how I'm to play a part in this? And God begins to speak to him right now. And God tells him this. God says, uh, since you've given me no children after, after he says this, so, uh, so will, my, will my descendants, Eliezer, will, will, will my servants, will they take all my wealth? You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Verses 5. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants that you will have. I prophesy that over you. God is going to make your name so great that you won't have enough space for the blessing. You won't have room for the blessing. You won't have any space to be able to lift out what God is trying to do through you. My goodness. So as we conclude this, I just want to lay a foundation. Now you can come and help me out. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. I just want to lay a foundation. Next week, I want to take it to a next level. But I wanted you to understand the power of your view tonight. The power of your view. If you're looking for a secondary title, it's that you are fighting for a view. Fighting for a view. The Bible says in our anchor scripture, after all the contention, understand this, that everything that happened to Abraham happened on purpose. It literally was intentional. Everything that happened to him, everything that happened to him was intentional just to block him from having a view where God can literally tell him, Abraham, look up. Look at the stars. Look at all of the stars in the sky. If you can count them, I'm telling you, that is the number of the descendants that you will have. I feel many times in this generation, we fail in the respect that we try to put God in a box. We feel as though he can't do more than what he says that he can do. We feel as though, God, you said this, so this is all you can do. But God is saying in this series that if you can just look up and stargaze. If you could just look up 
And if you can count it as far as your eyes can go, that's the number of descendants that you will have. Understand that the fight is in you getting to a space and a place where your vision can be expanded. Once you've received the revelation of a thing, do you know that you can never see that thing the same way? I can only see and imagine Abram just walking and every time it's nighttime, he looks up in the stars and people are seeing stars, but he's seeing his descendants. He has no child, but he's seeing his descendants. He's seeing it. That's Isaac. That's Naphtali. That's Joseph. He's just counting. He can see them. He's calling the things that be not as though they are. He's looking up because the moment God begins to open up your eyes to revelation in a place, you can never see that thing the same again. You'll never look at the stars again. I dare you, every time it's nighttime and the stars are out, begin to say, God, thank you so much because this is my vision. You will expand me from here all the way over there. You will grow my business from here all the way over there. Every time you leave your house at night and you look up in the stars and you count them, begin to count your blessings to say, God, this is what you will do through me. You will expand me so much. He begins to look up. Because the moment that God begins to open up your eyes to see something by way of revelation, you can never unsee it. Please be on your feet tonight. We're done. Tonight, what God really wants to do in this atmosphere, like I said, is to bring us to a place where we can see. We understand that Lot must go and we know why he must go. But now we have to understand that God is trying to bring you to a place just somewhere by you'll be able to see your situation differently. You know, when you begin to see your situation differently, you begin to approach it and act differently. When you begin to realize that your job it is not just a job to pay the bills, but it's a training ground. You see, you, you will never see it the same again. Because when God opens up your eyes to say, man, I really hate my job. But when God begins to say, no, 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 no. Your job is the place where I am building you right now. I'm making sure that you know how to respect. I'm making sure that you know how to submit. I'm making sure that you know how to be on time. I'm making sure all these things are in check so that when I give you your stars. Ha, when I give you your 12 tribes of Israel. Even though you don't have anything right now, you're looking at yourself saying, God, I know you want to give me a vision, but a vision right now, I have no vision. I don't know what I want to even do after college. But God is saying, I still want to make you great. I still have a vision for you. But I first need you to be in a space where you can see the stars. Understand this before I move on. Abram would have never had to look up to look at the stars. In fact, I'm sure he might have even blocked off the voice of God through the vision if Lot was still there. He would tell God, God, I, I, whatever you're telling me, I believe it because I have an option. Lot is here, so whatever you say, Lord, it can happen. God is not looking for a calculated faith. You know what I mean? Can I, can I be real? Like, he's not looking for your calculated faith. Like, you can do it, God. I believe it. You will do it before. You've done it again. You'll do it again. You've done it before. I believe you because I have a lot. 
have Lot. I mean, Lot's amazing. I have Lot here. I brought him with me. I know you told me not to bring him, but I just wanted to help you, so I brought Lot. So whatever you tell me, God, I will do it. Because what I have nothing to lose. I have a relative. But the moment God begins to break away the very thing you thought was a good thing, breaks it away, it's because he wants you to be in a place whereby when he speaks to you and tells you to wake up and pray, you will wake up and pray. When he speaks to you and he tells you to write down the vision, you will write down the vision. When he tells you to look up in the sky, you will look up in the sky because he knows that you don't have anything left. That you are crazy enough in your faith to look up. Many of us, our answer is just in the positioning of our eyes. What's in front of you is in front of you. But anytime you get overwhelmed and stressed, just think of this sermon. I'm looking up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. I'm I'm, I'm stargazing. I'm, I'm looking at the stars right now. And my situation looks, but I'm looking at the stars right now. I'm counting them. One day will happen. When God brings you to a place and a space where your eyes can now see the stars and revelation has now hit you, it's as though he wants to even tell you that school is not even a drag. School, did you know... Do you know that if you begin to look at school, not as a drag, but as a, a networking place, your whole destiny will change? Do you, know the amount, do you know that the next prime minister of Canada will have to come through a university? The next CEO and the GMs of great Fortune 500 companies will sit in a university class, maybe you begin to look at school not as an obligation but as a place to connect and network with as many people for the future I'm telling you it's just propping you up it's it's allowing you to see the stars instead of looking at the lot that has left tonight our assignment here is very simple you're praying to God that he will give you the ability to stargaze. He will give you the faith to look up to the stars and to begin to count what God is getting ready to do. I want you to begin to lift up prayer in this place tonight. I know we went a little deep tonight, but I believe that you can encounter God in a special way through this word simple prayer God let me stargaze I want to see my situation differently I want to see this whole situation differently God give me the ability to see what my eyes cannot see I want to see the unknown I want to see faith I want to see things the way you see things I want to see into the realm of the spirit I want to see I don't just want to see the stars God but I want to see what symbolizes the stars what are you saying behind them come on lift up your voice for a few minutes let's begin let's begin to pray lift up your voices let's begin to pray in this atmosphere God
Give us the ability. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what's been difficult for you. I don't know what it is. But God is telling me to tell somebody in this place tonight. All you have to do is change the position of your eyes. Look up. Look up. Look up. His promise still stands. Look up. His promise still stands. Look up. Look up. His promise still stands. Look up. Look up. Look up. The stars are out. Look up. Look up. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.